listening to great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Paul Moore here with Herman Eben. And Herman, right at the top, I need you to pray for us because I got a surprise. Oh, really? Okay. Lord, thank you so much that you've given us this opportunity to once again share how you want us to be doing relationships. And I pray that we will truly open our eyes and hearts and ears to be able to see, hear, and talk about how life is done the best. And it's following your example in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Herman, we've been talking about God's design for men and women and the image of God. Mm -hmm. And something really cool has happened. Okay. Our producer has been going home and discussing these things with her husband, and she's come in today with a list. It's really cool about Uh Uh-oh. She's going to nail us down to the wall, isn't she? It's a long list. (laughs) Looking forward to it. This will be fun. So give us some background. I had the pleasure of marrying you and your husband, and we've been working on stuff together since the beginning. But unbeknownst to me, your incredible husband has been helping you generate this list. Yes. Some of the stuff that we worked on prior to the marriage still exists now, which you (laughs) said could happen. And I have to say, it's been one of those things that we worked on this stuff. We continue to work on this stuff. And what I find is the last month you've been talking about, this is how we were made, how I was made. If I was made this way, why do I continue to struggle with these things? Some of the pointed things, I'll just jump right to it, is I'm stubborn I challenge my husband constantly, and most of the time, this happens when we fight. So you're saying that your design is not showing up in those times, or it is showing up in those times? What are you, what are you thinking there? I'm thinking that my design is not showing up in those times. I'm thinking that, especially when we fight, I'm the first one to raise my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm the first one to probably turn red in the face. Um, elevate the conversation from talking to yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that he gets a sense that I don't respect him instantly. Yeah, and that, that certainly can be true. The issue is that really plays into the judgments big time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would agree with you. It probably is not your design. It, just because you're raising your voice doesn't mean you're not in your design. It certainly would imply that you may not have a gentle and quiet spirit at that point in time. But couldn't but, that be development it, too? It, there's, there's no doubt that it would be development. But the bigger issue, it truly is your judgment. Now, here's, here's the reason why, just trying to chime in a little bit on what you're saying there. You said specifically that he doesn't feel respected. Those are the type of things that would be an, an implication that you're trying to control him, that you're trying to get him to do things your way. So that truly would be a judgment issue. That would be an issue of you're looking at him through your development, through the judgment, and you're saying, this relationship needs to go the way I want it to go. And if you were in your design, it would be more along the line of, you know what, I really do want to support him. I really do want to relate with him in the way that he wants the relationship also, not just my way. If you were in your design, it would have more of that component rather than turning up the volume to get him to hear you. But it's an uncomfortable thing, and it might not just be with my husband, but in relationships themselves in general. I do find myself um, wanting things to end up the way that I'm used to them going. Well, sure. I mean, if you take yourself all the way back to the beginning of the 
whole series, what we've been talking about here. What's the problem in every relationship? Make it all about me, right? I mean, that's the reason why marketing works. You know, it's the what's in it for me category that marketers all know that we have this inside of us. So all you're saying there is you're thinking about how is it that I can get it to go my way? Well, I'll say it again. The judgments really, really amp that up. It truly is just amped up to a hyper degree whenever the judgments are, are showing up in our lives. But as it relates to you going in this direction of being emotional and everything else, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, it sort of goes back to, Paul, you had brought up a couple of weeks ago talking about that I come from a generation where my dad raised me like a son, to quote you. I think specifically you said something along the lines of that. Raising our daughters to be better sons. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think it's something that I get emotional, not because... I think that I am in turn a man. It's my way of understanding something. And I think it comes off so emotional. It's not because I don't trust what my husband is saying. It's just for me to understand it, it almost comes off that I am disrespecting him. But it's for me to understand it. And it wow. comes off. I'm sorry to interrupt you there, but just those very words, that's the judgment. That is just so interesting the way that you said it. The judgment teaches you, literally drives you to want to have independence, not dependence. It drives you to be in that mode of being a, a man almost. It drives you because men with testosterone are to be independent. That's what their hormone is about. Estrogen progesterone is about being dependent. And the world is not wanting that to happen. And the judgments put in place literally encourage women to not fit into their design. So how do I know then whether I'm looking at the judgment, which we haven't gone into, or development, which we have talked about? They're pretty much one and the same. Development typically is something that takes you out of bounds with your design. You can have development on the side of your design, but too much of the time what I see is development is in line with the judgments, not in line with the design. And the world is truly asking women to be developed in a different way than their design. And the same thing for men. You know, that's that's what's happening. It's it's asking us to go in the opposite direction or being a hyper masculine man, so to speak. There's also times of and I don't even know if guilty is the right word, but I'm someone that likes to do crafts and I like to make things and, you know, I like to paint and things like that. Um, and not to get too specific, but there was this part of this project that I needed help with and I couldn't wrap my brain on how to do it. My husband offered a suggestion and I didn't listen to him. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up bringing the tool anyways. And I used the tool and did it. Uh -huh. And he said, thank you for listening to me. Uh -huh. And it was almost like he walked away lighter. Hmm. And it was that moment of, I felt guilty because I didn't listen to him mm -hmm. the whole time. Yes, I was being selfish and mm -hmm. I wasn't listening to him, right. but I was so much wanting to figure it out by myself. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like, I wasn't disrespecting him in my head. No. But it's, it's almost like, why was I undermining his authority? Again, man, <laughs> it's just so much the judgment. <laughs> Every one of these things are just so much the judgment that what God set in place is you're going to want to control your husband, and that is going to come about through manipulation or domination. 
And that control ultimately leads to your independence rather than dependence. And you therefore want the relationship to go the way you want it to go. And you're wanting your needs met, which is, I want a relationship. I want this relationship. That's what your design is telling you. And the judgment's saying you've got to get that relationship fulfilled your way as opposed to God's way. And so as you try to do it your way, your design is going, oh, I do want to have this relationship with him, but I don't realize how much I actually didn't fit into the way he wanted to look at it, and I was not meeting his needs. I wasn't increasing his significance at all. I wasn't respecting him. So it wouldn't surprise me that you wouldn't feel a little bit guilty because of your great values, your Christian upbringing and everything else. You have the right values. It's the way that you have developed over time and the judgment being in place that drives you into a different place. If I'm not sure on what you're talking about, God's design or the judgments, I need to go to greatrelationships.com. That's gr relationships.com. And what chapters do I need to be looking at? You need to be looking at chapters two, three, and ultimately four, which is the judgments. Wow, a lot of homework and we're not there yet, but we'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. If you use your past for illumination, your future is bright. If you use your past for contamination, your future is bleak. Virginia Satir. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about Grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! Now! We're back. GreatRelationships.com. That's GR8Relationships.com is the website. Before the break, we were talking about the design for men and women. Our producer was giving us some insight between her and her husband. And he said, look, this is really about God's design for men and women, and also the image of God. And I would remind you, if this is new to you, please check out chapters two and three right. on our website, greatrelationships.com. That's grnumeratrelationships.com. Ma'am, what was next on your list? Pretty much where do I go from here? Mm. Because for so long, for so long in my life, I've walked down this path and this is where I go. This is how I re- react to everything, not just with my husband relationship, but just pretty much with all my relationships. I'm the person that solves first, wants to get the answer myself, Mm -hmm. wants the the, gold star pretty much always. Yeah. And a lot of that is, is totally okay. 
The issue is, are you doing it to serve yourself or serve, you know, somebody else? If you're doing it to serve yourself, then it's bad. I would say majority of the time, I think to serve others, but I think sometimes to serve myself. Well, good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to be the normal way that we'd answer a question like that. You bring up something that's very important. Uh, we've talked about this before, but to remind us, there is a difference between serving and pleasing. When we serve somebody, there really isn't a focus on ourselves. When we are trying to please somebody, we actually have a focus on ourselves. So I'm not really serving others, you're saying? I have no clue. It's totally, <laughs> it's, it's totally up to you in your own heart. can't know what we don't That's know. That's right. What if I want to make him feel significant by accepting his help? Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of manipulating? I'm still making it about me ultimately? It can be if you're trying to get something in return. And it, it kind of fits this idea, I'm going to let my husband lead. You know, and and, and the implication of that would be if he doesn't do a good job, I'm going to pull it right back. You know, that's that's kind of that. Not that that, I've never seen that before. That's right. The the issue we can't know if she's throwing him a bone. Yeah, that'd be the true manipulation. If she's just wanting to do something that would be beneficial to him, that's a totally different story. You know, I just I just want to meet his design. But being mm-hmm. competitive in nature, that doesn't mean I'm making it all about me just because I'm competitive and I like to win. No, absolutely not. But w- w- give us some more information as it relates to that. Well, this is the tough thing, and this is something for all the listeners out there um, about relationships. And I think marriage is... For the first time, you know, someone can tell you how you are, but then once you get married, you have someone who tells you how you really are. Right. And you are, when you're told that you're stubborn or you're hard-headed, it's almost for the first time you actually realize that maybe you do hold those qualities. Mm. And I think that has been difficult because I've actually heard myself be stubborn, heard myself be hard-headed, and in a way that is controlling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And before, I wouldn't say that my parents encouraged it, but... I'm betting that your parents would have been potentially encouraging it. Here's why I would say this. That is the message that most mothers and fathers are being told to tell their daughters they're being told to tell their daughters, if you don't take care of yourself, I'll guarantee you nobody else will out there. Men are going to be taking advantage of you, right? And most men will be taking advantage of you. And that's that model of how we raise our daughters to that's be better right. sons. But then it's confusing. You tell a woman to grow up to take care of herself because no one else will. Then she gets married, and the message from the church is now submit to your husband. Exactly. How it's do a, I do that? It's a horrible dichotomy. It's a horrible separation. And it doesn't help young ladies that are moving into marriage from that viewpoint. So do we blame the young ladies and the parents, or do we say, we're not raising our sons to be men? <laughs> well, I'm going go to the, I'm gonna go to the root of it. it I'm going to blame the devil, first and foremost. <laughs> but, but ultimately, we can't blame the devil, even. Why can't I not blame the devil? So no Flip Wilson here. No, no the no, devil made me do it, no, little Geraldine. can't do that. I can blame the sin nature. And I can also blame our bad choices. And unfortunately, too many mothers and fathers don't understand this issue on the judgments and what what is actually happening here, because they're living it out themselves. And you will see many, many mothers 
working with their daughters saying this type of a statement. Boy, you just you just can't trust men. You better be careful. You can't trust them. You're going to need to take care of yourself. Valid statement. I'm not trying to say that statement is not valid. I'm saying it's valid for the wrong reasons, though. You want a woman to be learning how to see a trustworthy man. You're wanting to teach her how to see what a, a man that is trustworthy, what he looks like. And then one of the best examples of doing that is coming right there in the mother's and father's marriage. If a man demonstrates that he's a trustworthy man and a woman is demonstrating how she is willing to fit into that marriage in that manner, boy, there's some great messages that are taught kids. And it's not, again, as Paul was saying, it's not just women. You know, we have plenty of irresponsible men out there. My theory is, first and foremost, the feminist movement is not new. You know, Paul is expressing his opinion against it in in 1 Corinthians, and you see it in other places in uh, the New Testament. That's the Apostle Paul, right? I already get enough hate now. Thank you. That's right. Uh, But the, the, the idea is men aren't doing their job, and therefore they're creating a lot of this problem in the first place. Because they're not, they're not trustworthy. There's too many men that aren't trustworthy. But I also say, and I don't know if, I don't think I'm unique in this situation. I, w- I do come from a family where up until I got married, my dad was the person that I went to. My dad was a very positive mm-hmm. influence. He mm-hmm. was the head of our household. Mm-hmm. He was someone who, when there was a problem, before I got married, I went to my dad. And the minute I, to the second I said, I do... I went to my husband and that was it. And so I I don't think I'm unique out there because I think there are women that that happens to. You're totally not unique. In fact, that is a key component that we want to have happen, but we don't want it to happen to the extreme that you're you're don't you don't have a better relationship with your mom. We want we want daughters to have a better relationship with their mom because that is who can teach you how to be a real woman. And I right? have a great relationship with my mom. Good. I just happen to be stubborn and well, it, well it for the be. record, I mean, I know Steph, I know her family and her. Her dad is, in fact, that great covering mm-hmm. that you would want him to be. And mm-hmm. her mother has no fear or no doubts that her husband is not there as a protector or right, provider. Right. Uh, so they have that great kind of Mr. and Mrs. Cleaver model. Right, right. They, they do. Your family really is like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that Thank out you. there. They do. Your parents are wonderful people. Uh, but I do see a lot where you're a good son. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. And that is, you you bring up something that's very important here as it relates to individuals. You can come from the perfect family, but you can have more of your development in the wrong direction. Why? Because we're all individuals. God puts in front of us, it's your choice whether you're going to do what's right or not. So it, it, it could be easily be that also. It could be the fact that you've just decided this is the way you want life. So let me ask real quick, because you said something that's huge and it went by like a fastball. Irregardless of our circumstance and our development, our upbringing, ultimately it is our choice whom we will be and how we will be. I can't just kick back my heels and say, well, mm-hmm. my family wasn't good. Or well, Ezekiel 18 is the key passage that anybody would want to read to help decide that very point. Doesn't matter what your parents are like, 
you're still responsible for your own choices. I never want to hear you blame your parents for how I am. That's what God is saying. And I don't want a father to be blaming his kids for, you know, being who they are. You know, the issue is every individual has their own choice. So is it wrong for me to quit back and say, why can't you be more like your mother? (laughs) Well, that is what typically happens in most of our relationships. We're wanting to change them rather than love them and accept them where they are. And change me. Yeah. We need to be thinking about our own life. Well, see, that's why I like modern marketing, because I want what I want, and I want it now, and they understand it's all about me. <laughs> so there you go, greatrelationships.com, grnumeratrelationships.com. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes from God's Word for great relationships. Be kindly, affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Romans 12.10 Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships. Glad you're back. Find us and like us on Facebook. Herman, before the break, our producer, she's got this huge list, and there's some positive things there, too, I hope we can get to. But before the break, she was saying, how do I move forward? Actually, everything that she is uh, doing at this point in time, just asking these questions, is a, is actually a movement forward. Now, why do you think I'd say that? Any, any, any thoughts? Because I'm getting advice. No, 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 not at all. Because I'm not taking control. Interesting. I like that. Because she cares. She cares, and she's just becoming aware. I'll take all of them. Yeah, that's exactly right. The more we can just be aware, that's the reason why we call the judgments the unknown judgments. I mean, they're in God's Word. People have read it before, but we don't realize how much it is impacting our life on a regular basis. So the issue for you, that's the first thing. Wow, that's right. My goodness. And when we get into and start describing the judgments and letting you uh, letting you hear about them and how it all works and everything else, you'll be able to go, yeah, that is true. Or no, I don't think that's really true. You're, you're going to either do one of the two. Okay. So just like she's here with her list, I've got a question. Do clients come in your office and as they're talking, they go, aha, they're not that way. 
it's the judgments or it's their design. I've never heard, aha, uh-huh, they're not that way. <laughs> but I have heard, wow, I can certainly see the judgments. I can certainly see that. I've, I've definitely heard that. And that is one of the first things. If you can get to the place where you understand, my goodness, first and foremost, I do make life all about myself. I really do. If we can, if we can just accept the reality of that, that makes a huge difference. Then I start going, okay, my me flashing is going to drive and fuel my judgment. And the way the judgment shows up for a woman is different than the judgment that shows up for a man. Each one of your individual me's flashing drive your individual judgments. I can recognize when my husband is being relational so quick. Mm-hmm. How come I can't recognize when I'm being powerful? You know, it's what we call blind <laughs> spots. My dear wife told me for years that I was controlling, but I didn't ever discover it until I discovered it. When people tell us that, you have to see it through a lot of experience. That's the reason why this awareness is so important for you to entertain. Hmm, I don't, I don't like the thought that I'm controlling. I don't like that. I, I know you don't like that. I mean, the way that you even ask the questions and we interact here, I know you don't like that, but it's a, it's part of reality. You are doing that. But I'm the and captain you, you of can, my destiny. I'm standing on the bridge of my ship. How do I become aware? Because I think I'm all knowing and powerful. The issue is it's either you trust God's word or you don't, right? It goes back to the fundamental question in life. I'm either going to trust that God says this judgment is real or I'm going to trust that I don't believe it. It's one of the two. And if you can become aware of that, then you have a chance to go into chapter three and see what a real woman looks like and a real man looks like. You're going to be able to see, oh my goodness, those things that God has told us of what a real man and a real woman look like are clearly and plainly spelled out to us. And I promise you, it doesn't have any of the judgment involved. And when you're trusting in him and the energy of the Holy Spirit to live through you, the judgment doesn't have any room. You're talking about a level of humility I don't even think I'm aware that I need. Oh, there's no doubt that all of this cannot be achieved without a matter of us trusting in the Holy Spirit to live our life for us, literally. Well, how do you do it? You and your husband are beautiful people. You're successful. You have great jobs. Where did you get this humility to be able to look or to listen, to become aware? Obviously, you guys help a lot uh, bringing this to the forefront. Just listening to each other. I mean, I think you get to the point where you start to hear yourself, just like you said. You hear yourself for the first time mm-hmm. and you say, wait a minute. This is wrong. Yes. This, is, this can't be right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I do think, you know, the example that I gave when I was doing that craft project Um, That feeling of guilt, Mm -hmm. watching my husband walk away and he was lighter and he said, thank you for accepting my help. Yeah, it is. It's very interesting to see how that works. At the same time, you know, I I will say also not to not to drag it down. The way that you interact and work is too much on the development side, too. You know, he might be saying thank you for your help because he's developed to be more relational. And you're to be, you've developed to be more powerful. You know, I don't know. 
can't know what we don't, yeah, know. I don't know. But there's positive stuff on that list, too. Yeah. So what are you saying is positive? Before this, I asked my husband, you know, where do you think that I do fit the design of the woman? And he did point out, as far as prior to us ever meeting, relationship-wise, he has formed new relationships and found the importance of relationships. I mean, he has never why don't we invite so-and-so or what about we do this or just found the importance of reaching out and talking and communicating and, and things of that nature. And he's, he has said it's because I have made him do yeah, that. Yeah. That's a, that's a great addition. When you bring that relational component and he brings the, uh, the work component, you know, power and belonging. When you bring those two together, you really become a magical couple when you do that. It's a great benefit for both of you. And we hope that you will take the stress out of your relationships by making them great. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. How is your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.